Backloggers, welcome back to another episode of the Backlog Breakdown, where I am going to be breaking down a review of a game that I beat down from my backlog. The first game that I did here this year, uh, what's in store for 2024? This game, Chroma Squad, was in store. Now, technically, I started it last year. Okay, you know, with all the circumstances of life, I hadn't gotten around to actually finishing it until just now. But now that I have finished it, I've thought about it, sat on it a little bit, and uh, and I've got some thoughts. And so uh, that's what this episode is going to be, my review of Chroma Squad. So you might ask, Josh, what the heck is Chroma Squad. Well, Chroma Squad was a game that was released in 2015 on on computers, basically, and then it's been released on consoles since then, in the years uh, since then. It was released by Behold Studios after a successful Kickstarter campaign. Uh, This this game, Chroma Squad, it is a tactical role-playing game that's influenced by tokusatsu shows, like Power Rangers and Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and things like that. Um, so just that premise alone, I mean, chroma is, you know, colors, like the color spectrum, if you, if you have any idea what that is. So it's color, it's like a squad of, of colored, can I say that? Can I say colored people? That doesn't sound right. Uh, colored characters. I'll put it that way. A squad of colored characters, a team, if you will, um, just like the Power Rangers. So the initial i mean i've had i've actually owned this game for a really long time um and it sounds like it would be right up my alley right i love the premise to this game um so it starts off you're a group of five stunt actors who decide to break out on their own from their their production company and they say you know what we are just going to go ahead and start our own tokusatsu show so you get to customize the look of the characters, the color of each of the team members. Uh, you can even give them their own catchphrases if you want to, and even whether or not they're even human. You have some choices there too. Um, so you, you got this team. You're starting this show. It sounds it sounds really cool. It's kind of it's kind of tongue in cheek throughout this whole thing because yes, it's a Power Rangers type show, but really it's about creating this show. You know, trying to to build an audience trying to get uh, uh, deals so that you can make toys all the while fighting this monster of the week in these different battles that you have going on. And of course, you know, hordes and hordes of smaller, you know, putty type characters. Again, if you're familiar with Power Rangers. So the gameplay of Chroma Squad, it is a tactical RPG, like I said. So, So think of something like Final Fantasy Tactics, although it's, it's scaled down. So this was made by an indie team. Like I said, it was successfully kickstarted here. Kickstarted here. Um, so you have different characters that can play different roles, but it is highly customizable. So you can choose, you know, kind of who does what, what kind of weapons you want to give them, which weapons you create the weapons in this game. You know, you can make them out of cardboard and plastic and stuff like that, which is kind of funny um, because it's it's all special effects, right? You're creating the show. Now for my playthrough, I just kept it simple. I went with kind of the default party roles that consisted of uh, your main kind of all-around lead character. Um, there was a scout who could travel around pretty quickly and reuse her special moves a lot, so that was helpful. Uh, there was a glass cannon-type bruiser character, a long-ranged attacker um, who could also use some kind of specialized equipment, and then, and then a healer as well. So, uh, well, let me let me back up a second, because that's the gameplay during battles, which in the context of the game is when you record episodes of your show, 
again, for this monster of the week type show. Uh, in between these episodes, though, you're spending resources like money that you get from the show, uh, materials that you're you're gathering together, and your audience goodwill so that you can build different sets for the show. You can upgrade your character costumes. You can build your mecha, which is basically like a Megazord in this game. Um, or if you need to hire on staff and marketing agents and things like that. Like I said, you're trying to look for you know different deals that you can do. You're getting emails and replying to emails and things like that. Um, because it's kind of a peek behind the curtain. It's, 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 I was going to say it's fourth wall breaking, but not necessarily. It's just the whole premise of the show is not that you are Power Rangers, but that you're making a Power Rangers type show. At least it starts that way. Um, now, if you've played something like Game Dev Story, then you're probably familiar with some of the resource juggling that happens kind of in between the episodes of this game. Of course, as you upgrade your equipment, you get better stats and stuff like that. So it plays into the overall episodes. And while you're recording the episodes and doing the battles, you have, um, uh, what's it called? It's like the director's orders. So basically he's telling you if you accomplish these different things. So if you do like these team attacks together, um, if you defeat the, the, the final boss with a team attack with all five of your members, you know, you can do your special, uh, again, think Power Rangers, when they all combined their weapons together into that huge weapon and then shot down, you know, Goldar with that huge weapon or something like that. If you if you are able to do that as your final move to defeat the enemy, then you gain basically extra audience because you're doing something super cool for the show. And so your audience is like, man, this is a really cool show. So um, you, they, it plays back and forth, obviously, as you upgrade your equipment in between episodes, you get better uh, better stats. And then as you do stuff in the show better, um, as you're able to accomplish that, then you're able to gather more resources to do stuff in between episodes. Uh, so that is kind of the bulk of the gameplay of the game. And all of this sounds great on paper. Um, and And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed my time with this game. Um, it just seemed like, oh, this was going to be, you know, a home run again on paper. But um, let me get into the more unfortunate spots of the game for me. Okay, how long to beat has this game at 13 hours for a playthrough? I think if that number were cut in half, if this were a six-hour game, it would actually be a much better game. Because um, like I said, on paper... All these systems, uh, the customizability of the game, it makes it sound like it's this sandbox and you can kind of do all these different things, whatever you want. But what I experienced during my playthrough was that most of the game actually ended up being repetitive. Um, the the portions of the game that I thought, again, it would be the sandbox, oh, this deep, you know, customizable materials, you can craft things, you can have these highly customizable characters it ended up being much more simple. Um, you know, it's a very straight kind of upgrade path for a lot of the things that you're going to do. Um, and overall, the game to me was very easy. And so it became very repetitive. Uh, now, I, I get it. This is an indie game, right? Kickstarted game, okay? Uh, for most indie games, for most indie developers, you have a single core idea and you run with it. And I, I think that's that makes sense for this game. Hey, it's a tactical RPG. The idea, the kernel of the idea is there. You're creating this tokusatsu show. 
right? Unfortunately, um, again, I think this game just should have been shorter. Um, this game had pacing issues because it felt like there were only a couple seasons worth of material. So, so the, the game is, is split up into episodes. You have like four episodes per season. And then you get a special, then you're, you're basically able to unlock different upgrades and things like that. And, and some things change in between seasons. Uh, really, it felt like there were only like two seasons worth of good material that was stretched out over, I think, the total season. Uh, I think there were six seasons throughout the course of the game. Um, it, not that there weren't there were ideas there were lots of in jokes okay there were th- this game is full of references and in jokes to all kinds of different tokusatsu shows power rangers common rider all that stuff but uh unfortunately it felt over the top in its jokiness it never felt like it took itself seriously which i get okay the, the, just even the kernel of the idea here you're not supposed to take it seriously but it just felt like a lot of the episodes were just there for a punchline. Um, and again, because it was so easy, it ended up being very repetitive to me. I mean, like three seasons worth of material was just a lot of the same thing with just with different jokes. Um, and while I, I think they were good jokes, you know, like one of the, one of the monsters that you fought, he was this flying, um, th- this guy in a suit that looked like, a uh, uh what do you call it when you iron your clothes that iron and uh, he could shoot lasers out of his hands and his name was ironing man i think that's funny it's a play on tony stark uh but again a lot of the episodes just felt like oh here's this here's this you know this joke of a character now you're just going to fight him and that's all that it is and and because it's easy it never presented a challenge it dragged on for me that said, I think the the final fight that you have in the game was good. I I felt quite a bit more challenged, and I really enjoyed it. I just wish it didn't take six seasons, 13 hours to get there. Um, also, I just got to say, as I've looked into this game a little bit more, apparently there was an entire side quest that I did not embark upon that was uh, based upon Common Rider. However, I didn't access it because it was required in order to in order to get to it that I fail at accomplishing one of the tasks in battle that required me to save a character. But because the level was so easy, I was able to accomplish it really simply. So I never thought to go back and to try and fail that episode. Like that that just didn't make sense to me. So, but unfortunately, I heard that that whole side quest it's a lot harder. You only have one character who has extra special moves um and and it's a lot of fun and it gets darker and stuff like that because you couldn't save this character so i've heard it's a really good side quest but i never played it because i didn't fail <laughs> basically so all, all this together okay chroma squad this nice little indie game by behold studios overall look i, I don't want to uh i don't want to poo poo the game too much i enjoyed it okay i enjoyed my time with it I just can't in good conscience recommend it. If you're a fan of tokusatsu, you're going to have a good time with it, okay? And you'll be able to catch a lot of the references, <laughs> which is great. Um, but it's hard to think of this game as more than just like a small indie game that frankly needed some more fine-tuning in order for it to, to really be kind of the big leagues. So if you think of it like a TV show, 
rather than a show that's like grabbing your full attention, you know, like a Breaking Bad type show that you just have to sit and watch everything and notice everything. And oh my gosh, it ends in a cliffhanger and you have to watch the next episode and you binge all this stuff. Rather than something like that, this is a show that you can have on in the background while you're doing other things. So that's my review of Chroma Squad. Thanks for tuning in this week and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. 